0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today.
1: a save to spare good as his blushes not just a chance it's a great chance Man United should be ahead Mistake in midfield giving it away square ball Anthony picks it up he times his pass to perfection and Garnacho's in simply he has to score Man United's second corner <laughs> taken short by Bruno Fernandes for Luke Shaw better angle for the Portuguese to try and get the ball in second chance for Garnacho. A crowd, oh, the goalkeeper made a mess of it and got lucky. Don't know set up awkwardly in front of him. A bright smile from the goalkeeper, it's a bobbler from Mainu No power on it whatsoever, it's so comfortable. Sending it in deep this time, and it's a good save. Really good stop from Anana. Bowen <laughs> <Golden laughs> denied, best chance of the game. Brilliant goalkeeping, excellent spring, keeps his eye on it all the way, gets a good hand on it. Makassar, Well, it's taken some time in coming. gets there first, his touch is great bit of fortune because Anana can all he can do is palm it back into Jarrod Bowen but the run and the pass deserve the goal given away here by Maynard, Curtis <clears throat> might be able to take full advantage
0: You are listening to the soul-destroying show that is BetMUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow BetMUFC on X at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on X at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can also follow at Gambling Podcast. That's at Gambling Podcast. And finally, you can also follow my other ex account. That one is at Lockbang X. That's at Lockbang X. That's an account where I sometimes post free plays, but where I always post my monthly PL, my profit and loss spreadsheet every single month for lockbetting.com. The pin to it on that account is always the PL from the previous month. Lockbetting has delivered 126 months in a row of transparent and tracked profits, soon to be month number 127 for the month of December. We were on the road to record profits for this month But unfortunately we have just had our third losing week in the NFL So not very happy about it In fact, after that losing week, um, which was week 16 And after Man United's performance against West Ham Made the decision this morning that we just weren't going to go to the Man United-Aston Villa game We have tickets for it But I'm in no mood to get in my car and set off for a four-hour trip to Manchester to watch this team play. That is how... This team have made me feel. That is how defeated I feel when it comes to Manchester United. They'll turn good moods into bad moods. They'll turn bad moods into horrendous moods. And I'm not really waking up in the best mood. Thanks to Patrick Mahomes not being able to cover a six-point teaser. Losing the game outright. And then Brock Purdy puts out the worst performance of his career at a massive game last night. So waking up to that losing week, having to put out my soccer card for Boxing Day, the Christmas period is already tough enough as it is. Waking up doing that and then facing the thought of having to travel to Manchester United with absolutely no motivation to go, I've actually made the decision to say, fuck it. I'm not going, I don't want to watch this team. I don't want to make this drive. I'll just catch it on the telly later on. I have absolutely no desire to watch it. It's been beating out of me. And maybe you'll turn around and say, well, that means it's time for Eric Ten Hag to go. How can Her- how can Eric Ten Hag be responsible for Alejandro Ganacho going clean through on goal and missing the chance that he missed to put Manchester United in front? Now, I don't play soccer to the level that I played it at. I play at a very casual level at this juncture. But if you put me through on goal with, with my pace and my ability to finish, it doesn't matter who's in goal. There's absolutely no way that I, a non-professional footballer, who was at his peak maybe 10, 15 years ago, I'm going clean through and I am 100% putting that ball in, In the back of the net. To blame Eric Ten Hag for the fact that Garnacho hasn't scored that chance, to blame Eric Ten Hag for the fact that this team now, embarrassingly, haven't scored for four straight games, you are pointing the finger in completely the wrong direction. Is it difficult to? recognize what Man United are trying to do is it rec- is it difficult to see any kind of identity there yes could you blame the injuries as well yes of course we've had one of the worst injury records in the Premier League just look at that backline. look at the centre-back pairing that we had to go in with also can Eric Ten Hag be blamed for the individual errors from Andre Onana that certainly cost us qualification in the Champions League which I think still has been our biggest failure this season no he cannot But now, as a result of those issues and things that Ten Hag was blameless for, Unana, injuries, poor finishing, there is now just a toxic atmosphere running through the entire club the team that were able to make comebacks last season against the likes of Barcelona and Man City and had that incredible home record now look like a team with absolutely zero confidence at all for Gonacho to miss that chance it's absolutely symptomatic of everything that's wrong with the club um when you look at um Hoyland and the criticism that Hoyland's getting and then you actually dig a little bit deeper and find that he's being passed to less than any other striker in the Premier League and therefore it's almost impossible for him to score. That in itself also is symptomatic of the problem at Manchester United and finally... After this defeat, this was the time where the club decided to come out and announce that Jim Ratcliffe was actually now taking his 25%. So just as the shit really hit the fan, they decided to make that announcement. What difference it will make, I'm not sure. I don't think there'll be any money for Eric Ten Hag in January. I'm not sure that signing any more players that that don't make any difference is what we need. We have plenty of players still to come back when you're looking at... um, Casemiro returning back to the team, uh, Malacia is about to come back as well. Uh, Varane, always he's injured and in and out of the team, but through through um, through sickness, that was the only reason he missed this particular game. So I imagine that he may even be back for this game against Aston Villa tomorrow. So there's there's plenty of players yet to come back for United which are going to make a difference, at least when it comes to Eric Ten Hag being able to have them available for selection and being able to implement his tactics with his first choice players. He obviously has a first team in mind and for him to be able to put it out there for the potential FA Cup run that Manchester United want to go on, that will be a bonus or a plus point for us. And it has reached that point. It has reached that point where we are talking about an FA Cup run. That is the only thing that Manchester United have to play for. I don't think there's any way in hell we're getting into the Champions League positions and our saving grace this season, much like it was for Alex Ferguson back in 1990, 33 years ago, is this FA Cup run. I do feel that Eric Ten Hag is in big, big trouble once Manchester United exit the FA Cup this season. Um, and obviously, if we are in the FA Cup, but we drop to the bottom half of the league and results don't pick up, then I think Eric Ten Hag will be gone anyway. He will be the scapegoat. Now, Ineos are there. I don't think they're going to look at things for too long if results on the pitch don't continue in terms of making a managerial change. Who's available out there? I don't know. And... I don't hold Eric Ten Hag responsible for Unala's mistakes, as I said. Don't hold him responsible for the finishing. Don't hold him responsible for the injuries, necessarily, although there has to be some reason that we're getting those. There has to be some issue within the club. Maybe the physios and the advice that we're getting isn't up to scratch and isn't up to par when it comes to other top Premier League teams. Or maybe it's just time to drop that horrendous preparation that we have every pre-season going to the States or Asia or wherever we go, doing all of this commercial bullshit, not concentrating on what we're doing on the pitch in the season ahead, always com- always prioritising the um, the commercial elements and still just trying to get it done on the pitch at the same time, settling for a top four place because that gets us in the Champions League and it keeps the maximum amount of money rolling in whilst still continuing the pre-season tour that we that we want to monetize this is the problem with the club and hopefully this is something that Jim Ratcliffe eradicates because the best thing for the club is to prioritize what we do on the pitch and it could be a situation where we do need to smash everything up and start again but it is something that we've done over and over again from Moyes to Van Hale, we smashed it up. From Mourinho to Van Hal, who are very different, we smashed it up. For Oleg and Solskjaer, we smashed it up. And for Ten Hag, we smashed it up, giving him 400 million to spend. And that is something that he is responsible for. He is responsible for the spending of that 400 million. Whilst I say that he's not responsible for many things that we've talked about here on the show, he is responsible for that. And some of the poor signings that have come in to the club and have not delivered or don't look like they are going to deliver eventually either. Um, The fact that Manchester United are the second lowest scorers in the Premier League and only Sheffield United have scored less goals than us is another L that Manchester United supporters need to hold. We've almost got two hands full now with just the pure Ls that we're holding this season But it's just very, very confusing because we weren't struggling to score goals in the Champions League. In fact, I think we were one of the top five scoring teams in the Champions League, despite the fact we finished bottom because we were also one of the teams who conceded the most goals. So the Champions League campaign was just a very confusing one. We couldn't defend but we could score goals. Rasmus Hoyland looked like an elite striker, yet he can't score a single goal in the Premier League. In the Premier League, we are the second lowest goal scorers, Um, yet we point to our Champions League campaign as as an attacking success, but a defensive nightmare. In the Premier League, we haven't necessarily defended poorly because we have kept some good clean sheets so far this season, including one at Anfield. But prior to that game against Liverpool, we got spanked. At Old Trafford by Bournemouth, who scored three and could have scored five, six or seven. So I don't understand this team. It's an absolute model of consistency. The picks that we give out on this show have been all over the place compared to last season. This was a cash money show, yet the leans that we give out at the end of the show have nowhere been as strong as last year. And we are currently on an 0-3 run that we are looking to put right with uh, tomorrow's game against Aston Villa. In fact, we are going to give you a lock at the end of the show. So an an official play at the end of the show for the game between Manchester United and Aston Villa, which we are going to move on to shortly. Before we do do that, let me take this quick pause here to tell you guys about underdog fantasy, Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. So watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com where you sign up with the promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy and the promo code SGPN
2: your message to the United fans before this huge game against Villa on Boxing do you need their help yeah, first uh, I, I, I'm sure they are very disappointed in us and we have to, to put things right we have to do things different and I really, we really appreciate all the time they are supporting us hey, even with the, with the setbacks we have during this season they are all the time behind us and, you know, we are really appreciating that. Um, but, of course, yeah, you know, we need any help. Eh? But, first of all, the team eh? and I have to do it. Carl, so now going to start and debut to about, Yeah. So, we had um, five centre-backs the start of the season. Today, we're three, four ill or, or injured. And... Um, then you go and you, yeah, you swap positions in the team But he makes um, a good impression in training And during games of 2021 And so yeah, we decided to, uh, to play him And I think he has shown uh, he has the capabilities. I think his performance was very solid. You can see he has a very uh, bright fu- uh, future. Of course, he uh, has, to, has to work on himself, but you can see his potential. And uh, we are very pleased, I think, with his performance. Yeah, I, I think we have, we have seen many skills for, for uh, more than a modern centre-back. And as I say, so I'm, I'm very pleased with his performance here. Yeah. What we seem to do differently against Aston Villa you know, than did against West Ham today? Uh, to start is um, uh, the meaning of the first goal. You have... When you control the game, but as you... As we did it today, uh, the Villa is a different side and they are in a very good form. And it's a very good team. Uh, so we have first come to that point. But if you... Um, yeah, creating the chances. You have to take them if you want to win the goal because yeah, otherwise you don't win, go- uh, win games. That's that's clear. Um, okay. Okay. You've got a lot of players that are injured. You've got a lot of young players. For this change, do you need your experienced players, your big players, to step up? In every in game, <laughs> they have to step up. And, you know, I, I said now the word two three times yeah, we have to take responsibility I have to take responsibility and the players with me have to take responsibility but uh, but everyone and yeah maybe in moments you expect from the seniors even more when you have young players around but yeah when you are good enough then you are also uh, when you are old of good enough you are also old enough so um, we have to do it together um, it doesn't matter what age it is we have to put a team uh, who has to win the game? You say that disappointed with the players not taking responsibility today. No, I'm not respons- not disappointed by um, by the attitude. But um, of course we know what the standards is at Man United, and we have to win as a team. And therefore, yeah, I take the word responsibility. We have to take that as a team, and every individual has to contribute 100 percent in that uh, responsibility yeah okay last question sorry just finally Eric. of those injured and of moment, are you expecting to get any back by boxing day uh, I think hopefully Rafa Farah will will return um so and for the rest um uh, maybe maybe Ahmed Di- Diallo huh? see how far he is he trained now for two weeks um that are probably the ones who can can maybe return. Okay, thank you very much.
0: Who are the senior players that he's talking about? Is he talking about senior in terms of age or is he talking about senior in terms of players who've been at Man United for a long time and should know the Manchester United way because the Man United way has been completely lost. You've got Marcus Rashford out here um, who's playing awful. The, The club are in a crisis yet he goes and gets some whacked jamaican auntie looking haircut with a full dye job orange hair and a new earring and that is his priority in the gap uh, between games to go and change his look and look like a fucking idiot and that's what he decides to do and that's what he decides to prioritize this is the example of the senior players we're in crisis i'm playing like shit i don't know what i'll do i'll go and dye my hair orange and go and get a new piercing and draw the attention towards that. Is that the senior player that we're looking to? Marcus Trashford. Marcus Rashford, as some people call him. Call him either. Um, but what we can't call him is a world-class player. Another thing we can't call him is an example of what to do in this situation. Um, as we're about to take on Aston Villa at home. And this team are so inconsistent that we could actually get knocked out of the Champions League. We could actually go and lose away to West Ham. We could get smashed at home to Bournemouth in our last home league game. And we could beat Aston Villa, who are a Champions League calibre team. That's what could actually happen. And we'll actually look at if that can happen in a second when we cover the game. Because before we do that, let me take this quick pause to tell you guys about Hall of Fame bets. Where you can stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Don't use the data for Man United because it just doesn't matter. Um, Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hfbets.com and use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Uh, So as I said, um, data won't matter for this game. Overs, unders, um, historical records, home records, away records. Nothing's going to matter here when it comes to Man United and Aston Villa. This will just be a one-off game like... Every United game seems to be a complete one-off game, Um, complete inconsistency going in, uh, complete inconsistency coming out. We may put up an incredible performance here and lose the next one. Um, We just don't know what we're going to get. This is more than life being a box of fucking chocolates. This, This really is an absolute lottery when it comes to Man United. And at this point, I don't even know how if the books know how to price us up. Um, this line has gone all over the place. It's just in the last 48 hours from Man United being an underdog to Man United being a favourite. Man United now being back as a favourite currently at six to four as we're recording this. Um, they were a nine to five underdog about three hours ago when I wrote down the price. Now it's Villa who are at nine to five. So the two teams have essentially swapped over in prices with the draw being at 13-5. to I don't think anything screams inconsistency uh, as much as that alone. The fact that the prices have been jumping all over the place and that's probably being dictated to by the punters. The market's probably being dictated to by punters. Um, If you were sensible and you picked anyone to win this game, you'd probably take Villa on the money line because United haven't scored in the last four games, suffering defeats to Bournemouth, West Ham and Bayern Munich. United have also suffered six defeats in the last 10 matches at Old Trafford, which is more than all of last season. And the Mita Villa side, who are unbeaten in 10, winning seven of those matches, which is why they could have potentially gone top for Christmas by beating Sheffield United, which they did not, ending a run of 15 straight home wins dating back to last season. So that's going to be, I think... A difficult thing for Villa to overcome. I'm not sure if they're going to be a team who just bounce back and have that mentality to just bounce back and deal with that because they did show um, some nervousness. They did show that they were struggling to deal with their their league position. They did they did show the possibility of. Um, of of freezing somewhat because that was a routine game that they should have won and perhaps the the, the mental hurdle of being able to get top of the league at Christmas or something that they couldn't overcome perhaps it was complacency perhaps they looked past Sheffield United and they won't look past Man United here and they'll put out a strong performance that they cable at Old Trafford and win here like they've won um, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium earlier on this season which was a big away win for them But Aston Villa, as we know, are better at home than they are away from home. But everybody seems to be turning up at Old Trafford and getting a positive result. For Man United to lose six of ten matches at Old Trafford is an absolute embarrassment. But as I said, United could suddenly turn up and win this game. The day says no... Villa have won 12 of 18 games this season. United have failed to score in the last four matches. United have lost six of seven clashes with the top nine this season, which is where Villa are. And United have been beaten in six of the last ten at Old Trafford. Everything points to Villa. But you just cannot take that with United and the way things have gone so far this season. One thing I am sure of, I think Man United will score, or at the very least... I think they'll make every single effort to score. If the goal's in sight, I think we'll take shots. I don't think that we're going to try to create these clear-cut openings and try to score the the perfect goal. I think that we're going to be encouraged to shoot in and around the box. And perhaps that's probably the better way to to, to go about things because we did see a non-confident Alejandro Granacho. And this is a player who scored the goal of the season a few weeks ago, yet he's going, going through in front of the goal with zero confidence. So perhaps we just trust our ability to just fire off shots from in and around the box and, and see what happens. If we can score a screamer, we score a screamer. If we can get a deflected goal, we'll take a deflected goal. Some way, I do think Manchester United will find the net in this game. But at the same time, I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet either. So I think BTTS is a way that you could go. But um, with what I just said, I'm going to take a lock here on the show and it's going to be for Manchester United to eclipse their team total for shots. Now, this isn't shots on target. This is shots at goal. This is outright shots. And the line for United has been set in this game at 13.5. I think we are going to go over 13.5. The pure desperation for Manchester United to score here. And from what's been made of the fact that we haven't scored a goal for four games. I think that we are going to be going all out here to, to score a goal. So I expect plenty of shots from Man United. The Aston Villa tactics will encourage that as well. The Unai Emery line um, that allows you opportunities if you can penetrate the line. I do believe one thing Manchester United do have whether it be Rashford or Anthony, I think it will be gone I think it will be Hoyland. That does give you pace. And I do think Manchester United will take advantage of that high line and that will give us opportunities, maybe even one-on-one opportunities, definitely counter-attacking opportunities. We'll be able to score a goal, maybe, but what we'll definitely have is chances. And therefore I do believe Manchester United will be able to go over their shot total of 13.5. And that's why I'm locking that up here on this show. So, Your lock here on this show, your official play on this show, will be to take Manchester United to go over their shots team total. This is not shots on target. That is a different market. This is purely our team total for shots. And I'm going to take over 13.5 at the price of 10 to 11 minus 110 as Manchester United desperately look to break a run that has seen them fail to score for four straight games. An absolutely unthinkable stat for Manchester United that has been rightly highlighted and mentioned multiple times. It was three games without a goal, That was highlighted. And obviously now, with it being four games against West Ham, it is a big deal and something Manchester United will be aware of and hopefully will be desperate to overcome and will overcome in this game. As for making any other pick, I'm not confident about anything. This team are an absolute model of inconsistency. And other than this selection, I'm quite happy to leave everything else alone. That's it for me. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.